0: Welcome to Nine Bob Note with Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nine Bob Note. My name is Paul Iles Rush. And I'm Ken Moss. Well, Paul, it's your turn this week. What have we got for tonight?
0: Queer Baiting. Oh this is a topic we've discussed before we just don't remember it no no it
1: didn't it didn't make the cut
0: yeah it's, it's one of our uh, our, uh, our increasing number of deleted episodes where uh, we thought at one o'clock in the morning after a particularly heroic weekend uh, that it would be a great idea to record a nine bob note and it, it wasn't really
1: so anyway um baiting. explain this to me so this is a, uh, a word that's entered usage recently uh, and it is a term used by the gays to, to describe when, when companies or usually uh, it refers to like TV programs and films where they use an element of gayness to tempt you in, and then the gay people get excited and think, oh, wow, this is, this is about us, we're going to get involved in it, and then it turns out that it's not. Give me an example. So the, the, the most recent example, I think, was a, a show, which I'm not sure you've watched, called Bridgerton. Oh, I've not watched it
0: yet, yeah. although I've since found out that it's set in an alternate timeline. Yes. <laughs> so I will be watching because it, it, it stopped offending all my historical sensibilities. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the the uh, that crowbarring in. Oh, it's is in an alternate universe. Uh, kind of helps to explain a lot of the uh, the casting choice. Well, just just cutting
0: across the queer-basing thing. That is, a, it's a topic for a different podcast. Mm, but, but I really hate rewriting history to show that everybody was black and gay, and uh, history was far more liberal. It really wasn't. <laughs> you, you know. Yeah. We didn't travel about quite as much as we do now and, and history was not littered with black icons and gay icons and um, the ones that were openly gay did tend to be kings and queens who could lop your head off if you said anything about them being gay. So people tended to sort of let it go. Mm. But yes, uh, Bridgerton, now that I know that it's an alternate universe where all these wonderfully diverse families are actually fake yeah, and we can just enjoy it for what it is, Yes. Rather than a historical rewrite, but yes, Bridgerton. What would, that was? I take it that was supposed to have a, a big gay element to it, or was portrayed as?
1: Yeah. Well, it was. It, the trailer showed uh, you know, obviously a lot of different scenes from the series, and there was one particular scene which showed two men with no shirts on in in a passionate embrace, shall we say? And the gays, and by the gays, I mean people on Twitter. <laughs> yes, yes, obviously. Uh, jumped on this and thought well this is great it's going to have gay people in it the books on which bridgerton is based apparently don't so they thought well this is really good because the person who's made the tv series has made steps to represent our kind on the tv so tuned in and there was there was no such thing although the scene the scene itself was actually from the show it was literally just a scene where somebody is at a party and he walks down a corridor and opens the door and sees these two blokes and sort of goes, "Oh, sorry," and closes the door, and that's that's like that's the f- end of it. Fairly,
0: bad. <laughs> yeah. you, having said, trailers are they're renowned for doing this sort of thing. Mm. Um, I'm just trying to think of an example because there's been a lot of other things where. Uh, trailers, and these are, you know, purported to show something, and it's actually taken wildly out of context, yes. and that's, it's nothing to, nothing to do with it, or they show all the best bits, and what the rest of it's utter drivel. Yes. Uh, but no, I can imagine how, if you if you're looking forward to seeing a character or a scenario, that the trailer leads you to thinking, and it's not in there, that will annoy you. I'm just trying to think of an example that's pertinent to me. Years ago, when Matt Smith was Doctor Who, did an episode called Asylum of the Daleks. And all the publicity for this was every single type of Dalek that's ever been in Doctor Who, right back to 1963, will be in this episode.
1: Yeah, and they were.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were. If you freeze-framed and looked (laughs) in the background, you might have been able to pick out one or two of the old (laughs) Daleks from the series, but... It was a complete lie. And because of that, I'm really disappointed with that episode, even though it's quite good. Yeah. It was just a massive disappointment. Now they rectified that later on by doing another episode where it was full of genuine old Daleks and they were front and center. And it was, it was really good. Have they rectified that with, I know it's only had one season, but have they rectified that with Bridgerton?
1: I'm not sure because. The second series of Bridgerton is apparently going to focus on different characters than the first series. But the and books did, didn't they? They, yeah, they were yeah. on, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it it might be the, the the woman who does the CV series Bridgerton, Shonda Rhimes. It's, it's something,
0: something like that, yes. Yeah.
1: and she has done quite a lot of LGBT uh, friendly mm. stuff. So there's every chance she'll crowbar, <laughs> She'll crowbar at least a couple of lesbians in. <laughs> One of the other uh, things, while while, uh, while we're talking about uh, Doctor Who, is there's, there's been a, that oh. sort of simmering. Is it going as far as queer baiting? Let's hope not. I think it is with the with the the current Doctor and and Yaz, who certain groups of the Doctor Who fandom have decided now is the time for the Doctor to embark on a, a lesbian relationship with someone who's previously shown no no sign of a being remotely rom- romantically interested.
0: Well, the diehard fans uh, are all frothing at the mouth. Um, <laughs> the lesbian fans might be frothing elsewhere. But the I think the fact that they're even tempting us with that is a real double-edged sword. Because if they do it, it'll piss so many people off just because it's a box tick. Yeah. If they don't do it, they'll piss off all the people that were expecting it.
1: Yeah. So why why do it? So why do it?
0: Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's not no, going to enhance the storyline one bit. Uh, so I do get you with that. Uh, I didn't realize queer baiting specifically was a thing, but I can imagine how if you're trying to invest in something, or I mean, TV now is it's far more uh, liberal. Is that the word? But gays, gays lesbians, etc. It's not a it's not a big deal anymore. No, you are normal. <laughs> You've got what you want, and you're still not fucking happy.
1: No, no so. we want to be in everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, as I've said in, in other podcasts, what I want to see now is that um, gay dramas don't focus on the torture of coming out and the, the stress and, and all the problems of coming out, which every gay drama seems to do. Yeah. It's all about being gay. They're not just gay characters in something anymore. Uh, or they, they didn't used to be just gay characters in something. They had to be gay characters, the pain of coming out. And yeah. that was the story. We've moved on from that now, thankfully.
1: Yes, you now have people who aren't just the lesbian character, mm. in, uh, and particularly in, in the soaps and stuff, they actually have actual, actual lives. And things. Mm. Yeah, they, are, they
0: eat food and, <laughs> and go to the pub. They're, they're, they're quite well-rounded characters yeah, they're instead all, of just being a, a sex object. <laughs> well, but like anything else, the gays will want somebody that they can identify with. Ever, the audience—it's not just the gays, but the audience. <laughs> the audience needs someone they can identify with, and if the gays are looking for a gay character or a gay scenario to identify with, just that little fragment of the entire thing. Yeah, and it's not there. That's one less thing for you to latch onto as an audience member. But I've been there. There's been stuff that you know I've watched. I just cannot relate to at all, and it's just—it's just not for me. There's the other side of that coin where you throw everybody into everything. It's trying to be all things to all men and women. And it's just a horrible mess of, of box ticking. I do think that if something's going to be something, it should be. If you're going to have a, a series where, I don't know, it's set in India or what have you, just have Indian characters in it, but make it so that it's enjoyable. You don't need to have a disabled in there and a token white character to, as an identifier. Just make the characters relatable. The box-ticking thing. It, 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 everything's got to be all things to all men now, and I just don't think that that's brilliant. If you're going to tease people with a character that's not actually in it, that's a different scenario.
1: Yeah. If if I saw a trailer for something that was set in, I don't know, 1950s India, like you know, like you were saying, and I thought that it looked good, then I would watch it. I, mm. You know, and if there was no gay characters in it, then I wouldn't. Be like, oh well, that was a waste. of t- that was a waste of life. Not a single homosexual in it. But if when we watched the trailer, there was gay people in it, you know, and then it was just someone walking into a room, then I would probably be a, a little bit miffed. Mm. There was one other uh, recent example, just to sort of polish us off, which is kind of almost the opposite of queerbaiting, and I, I wasn't sure where it, where it fit in. But um, the the new Disney film, Luca
0: not familiar with it but give me the outline of, of where this is going it's
1: ha- it's a great film it's it, two boys hmm. uh, who and it's set in uh, italy so it's got lovely lovely scenery two two young boys best friends who also happen to be sea monsters so every time they touch water they turn into their natural form, which is sea, <laughs> sea monsters. Uh, but then, as soon as they jump out of the water, they they look like human boys, and they they basically go on a on an adventure, and it's really cool. What the gays did is they saw the trailer for Luca, uh, and I don't know if you've seen a film called "Call Me by Your Name," which no. uh, that that is a a gay theme mm. film about two about a boy a boy in Italy and. Uh, an American exchange student who come over to stay at his house for the holidays, and they end up having a, a flink. fling. Hmm. Uh, but there's lots of scenes in it of them two you know sort of riding bikes uh, down hills and you know swimming in the beautiful Italian coastal waters. I take They're it like these out.
0: aren't all euphemisms.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Most, well, mostly. <laughs> Let's not talk about eating peaches. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you watch the film <laughs> to find out that one. Uh, but. When the trailer for Luca came out, the gays were like, oh, "Look at them! They're on bikes in Italy. Look at them! They're swimming in the thing. Look at them! They're standing, you know, standing on a wall overlooking the uh, the sea in uh, on the Amalfi Coast." And they were dr- drawing parallels between Luca and Call Me by Your Name to the extent that they decided that these two boys in this film they were going to be the first ever gay couple in a Disney film. Mm. And, spoiler alert, that isn't what happened <laughs> <laughs> in the <Scotland laughs> film. Because it's about two boys who are best friends, and they go on an adventure. And there's, there's no romance in the film at all.
0: Sometimes I think that, well, particularly where kiddies stuff is concerned, uh, I, I think a lot of the time it should be left out of it. I know the, the argument could be leveled, well, every Disney film is about a princess with dead parents, yeah, or uh, you know, an orphan, um, a who yeah, who gets rescued by a handsome prince, et cetera. Et cetera. They're all about love. I, I get it, but those sort of traditional fairy tales. A lot of those are sort of the more recent Disney films in recent years don't seem to be about that at all. It's more um just adventures. It seems,
1: yeah, and that's it. Where they have. Characters and particularly the ones you know, like like this one, Luca and Moana was another one where the the, the main characters in it are kids. Mm. They don't need to have a romance. They don't need to have a handsome prince or a sexuality. Or, yeah, it just
0: if anything, leave it to the imagination. Yeah, but I don't think on oh, just on that particular thing. I don't think the gay community does itself too many favors uh, by sometimes reading into characters. as <laughs> yeah. they're clearly gay. All the signs are there. It, particularly when it comes to, say, uh, characters and TV series that were written in the, I don't know, 50s, 60s, 70s or what have you. It just wasn't on that. That was not on the map for a lot of, ca- in fact, a lot of characters were very asexual. It wasn't, um, that just wasn't in there at all. Yeah. But rewriting characters, you know, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. Watson, they were clearly gay. And I thought, well, there's they, cause they did the recent films with, Robert Downey June, mm-hmm. i say recent, They're about 10 years old now, but I think there's a third one on its way. Yeah. But, but I think they touched on the homoerotic side of things. It was briefly touched on in Sherlock, yeah. but quickly dismissed. I think that was in the first episode. Mm. But they just can't seem to to leave the gay alone now in a lot of things. And I don't think it's always a positive thing. I think it just, what it actually does is winds a lot of people up. <laughs> yeah. And you think you're not helping the cause by winding people up. It's the equivalent of saying that the man in the orange shirt, if you actually look at it, he's clearly not gay at all. He's in love with his best friend. He's just, he's in the closet by sleeping with men. Yeah. If If you look at it that way, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to win me too many friends. If I said that in a, in a gay party or something, <laughs>
1: Yeah, how dare you take away the one piece of gay media we've had. The film Luca, I struggle with the word ironically, because it's probably not ironic, but you know what I mean. It turns out to actually be quite a queer-themed movie in the t- the fact that they are hiding the fact that they're sea monsters, and they have to hide Oh, yeah. and then... Well, surely that's
0: an absolutely terrible metaphor for uh, (laughs) being gay, then. We're hiding the monster that we are beneath.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's it, because the sea monsters are vilified and hated by the villagers. Mm. But then, of course, when it turns out that there's nothing wrong with them, and they're actually just these humans, and they're actually really cool people. And so they don't, they're they not afraid to be sea monsters anymore in front of people. And they're accepted. You see, you don't even need to see the film now. No, you I don't. Right. But it does
0: actually sound like quite, quite a sweet little film, but...
1: It's
0: um, lovely. I sometimes wonder though whether any of these things were actually in the minds of the writers when they did it or whether they were just writing a children's story about It's Not yeah. particularly this particular example, but a lot of them. People have read metaphors into a lot of things over the years. Yeah. I think they were probably just children's stories. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Just leave them. But yeah, I think that was a, that was an example of where. We've claimed that uh, queer baiting has happened, whereas in fact there was, a, there was no intention of it and we just completely made it all up. That said, it is, a, it is an excellent film. But I think we might have rambled on for quite some time on this uh, quite bizarre subject. So it's time to decide, feather or not, this is a matter of great importance.
0: I'm going to let you go first on this because this is more pertinent to you.
1: I think it's probably not that important in the grand scheme of things. We as a community have possibly started to read too much into things and we don't need to see gay people in everything. It's nice that we're now getting more representation. It's nice when we do see things in TV and films, but let's not get carried away and if we're going to enjoy the TV show anyway, don't be too disappointed if the trailer doesn't match the reality of what it turns out. I, I'm going to give it two feather bowls.
0: I, again, uh, we're in accord on this. I'm going to give it two. It is uh, it is mildly annoying <laughs> when the trailer either doesn't bear much relation to the programme or film that you're watching, or it's clearly lied to you to get you to tune into something that isn't quite as good as the trailer would have you believe. So it's one of it's one of life's minor irritants, mm. uh, and if anything, it actually does they produces more harm than good by lying to the audience <laughs> in advance. So don't do that, boys and girls. Uh, Hello, in TV land and Hollywood land and Pinewood and wherever else, don't lie to your audience. Bad, but with the audience in mind, screen and queens. <laughs>
1: Considering we've been talking about TV and films for the whole episode, uh, I thought what I would do is maybe recommend something that we haven't already discussed, and which actually, again, goes maybe against queerbaiting. Go on. But it's something I think you should watch. Uh, it is a TV series called Love, Victor.
0: Okay. Hmm. What's the premise for this? Well,
1: it's it's a TV series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's based... On a film which came out a few years ago called Love Simon, which was a a gay themed Mm. coming out, a big uh, drama, quite quite a sweet film, but maybe a bit too sweet, you know. For you know, not high drama. But the TV series basically follows on from that, and it's basically about this this kid who moves to the high school in which the movie was set, Uh, and he moves there with his family, and he sees it as an opportunity. To finally be who he really is, he he thinks he might be gay, but he's never been able to tell anyone in his hometown of Texas. So he he comes, and then various various things happen, you know, and then he's like, well, I don't know whether I am or not, and then people assume that he's not because he plays basketball, and so he sort of gets he couldn't fit possibly in. be gay, but exactly, exactly, and he he falls into like the jock group. I, I guess the reason why, first of all, it's it, it's actually quite a fun series. It's quite it's quite funny. It's very easy to watch. But also, this was heralded because it was coming out on Disney Plus, and it was a gay themed TV series. Which everyone was up in arms about. And in fact, it got moved from Disney Plus to the sort of adult stream, right? Because uh, because it contained potentially adult themes, despite being a you know a, a teenage drama. The potential adult themes being gay people <laughs> and their existence, uh, but the reason why it's not—it's sort of the opposite of queer is because obviously that was what it was all about. But actually, it's got loads of other characters who aren't gay and lots of other storyline, lots of family stories and their friends who aren't who aren't gay and high school stuff and things like that, which which I think are done really well and they're not re- treated as. Subplots. It's kind of cheesy, kind of uh, American, and y- you you probably hate it, but I I really like it, and uh, so therefore I'm making you watch it. Groovy. <laughs> and on that note, we will sign off for another week. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope we've entertained you. Goodbye.
0: Nine Bob Node featured Paul Isles Rush and Ken Moss. Title music was by Mark Scheiman, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. <laughs> For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.